You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Hey! Hey! We won. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Every day, come in here with a purpose to win. Every single day, get better and improve. 1%. Let's get it. How about we finish this off with a safety, shall we? (laughs) Snap. Back to pass. Pressure again off the edge. And he's set for the safety. Crosby and Nichols, they met in the end zone. They squished him to the turf. And the Raiders' defense has that safety. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oya Hotel and Casino. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Q. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Back live at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. We're here every single Monday for Monday Night Football. Excited for another opportunity. Closing out week six of the NFL season. Cowboys and Chargers will be on one of these many TVs. But right now, don't tell John McClain. I know he's probably stressing out. Someone better send an emergency, something, some kind of SOS out for John McClain. The Houston native, who I know is pulling for the Astros as they're taking on the Rangers right now. But the Rangers are handling their business. They're up 4-0. That first inning just ended. They're already up 1-0 in the ALCS. So uh, our, our interview with John McClain tomorrow might be a little rocky, depending on how this game shakes out. But it's on one of the big TVs here. NFL action's on another TV. There's NBA action. It's the Underground Lounge. It is really nice. They've got some nice plush seats. They've got some nice tables. They've got great food that you can uh, have if you're hungry, whatever the case may be. It's a really good setup that they have here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday from 2 to 5 p.m., getting you ready for Monday Night Football. And, of course, again, as mentioned, the Cowboys and the Chargers will close out week six of NFL action. Got a big day for you on the show as the Raiders are coming off the 21-17 victory over the Patriots and uh, the first time that they get over 20 points in the 2023 season, and they had to get help with their defense. And that's, hey, that's what happens, right? Sometimes that's what you got to do, and that's okay. Uh, letting the defense score some points is all right by me. Not mad at that at all. But uh, another day where the offense wasn't fantastic but still found a way to get a win, and now they're all knotted up at three, right? They're 500 now, and uh, as Jacoby Myers told me in the locker room last night, we have a chance. It depends on how much we really want it. But got a lot to get to, as mentioned, on today's show. Coming up at uh, 2.30, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He was in the press box with us yesterday at Allegiant State. So he'll tell you what he saw from the silver and black, what he's looking forward, moving forward from this team uh, defensively, offensively. uh, The next few games coming up on the schedule, we'll just deep dive all things Raiders with Ed Graney coming up at 2.30. Maybe even dip into some UNLV as they picked up a victory over the weekend. Uh, The Battle of the Fremont Cannon was won and stays in uh, Las Vegas with UNLV as uh, they defeated Reno, and I don't even think it was close, but uh, Ed Graney will join us to talk all about UNLV, their big victory, and also the Raiders at 2.30. At 3.30, Amber Thea Harris, always love to hear from her from Sirius XM Radio and the Silver and Black Show. She's on with Eric Allen. She's on with James Jones and a cast and characters of others. She does a fantastic job with that and always keeps it real. So we'll talk defense. We'll talk red zone, right? If there's one big complaint I have coming out of this game, it's not the defense. It's the red zone. The red zone offense, one out of six in the red zone. You're not going to win a whole lot of games. Now, to the Raiders' credit, they won. I don't want to take anything away from her. Like Josh McDaniel said in the locker room following, you don't throw any fish back, right? You don't apologize for victories, and I'll never do that. I'd much rather come in here on a, on a victory Monday as opposed to being on the wrong side of a 21-17 uh, score. So, uh, yeah, it's always good to get victories. It's always good to see those guys get rewarded for their hard work. 
But they have to know, and they do. Coach McDaniel said it, and we talked to him about it earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center during his presser. He knows that there's plenty of room to clean up, but it's much easier to clean things up when you're winning games as opposed to cleaning things up and you're on a losing streak of, of, of somewhat. So uh, good to see the Raiders improve to 3-3 three and three overall, but that red zone offense definitely needs to be addressed in a major way. So, again, Amber Thea Harris will, keep us, uh, will, will uh, join us at 3.30 here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And then we have just other locker room sound. We have plenty of locker room sound. Uh, myself, Clay Baker, Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bonsignor were able to, uh, and Chris Chapman were able to uh, really collect a lot of locker room sound following the game. So uh, you'll hear from Amik Robertson. I caught up with him, a little one-on-one action. Jacoby Myers, you'll hear from him. Uh, Max Crosby, you'll hear from him. And we have a lot more than that, too. We have Josh Jacobs. Uh, we have Michael Mayer, who had a nice little game. Trayvon Merrick uh, had another uh, interception, so he had a nice game as well. Uh, seems like he's getting really comfortable in his role, right? He looks like in year three, all of a sudden, he's getting a lot more comfortable with what he does. And, and Michael Mayer, the rookie, as I mentioned, uh, he had a big game, five catches for 79 yards and was targeted about three times on the first drive. He looks like everything is really starting to slow down. And Vinny ca- called it. Vinny called it a couple weeks ago. Said it looks like that, uh, you know, Michael Mayer is going to start getting more attention. It seems like they're more comfortable with Michael Mayer. It seems like he's more comfortable with what they want to do. And even when you talk to him or listen to him talk, and, and you'll probably hear from him, might be able to squeeze in his uh, locker room sound as well uh, following the game last night. Uh, he just sounds super, super comfortable and that he just understands what he's doing now. And the more that he understands, the more he'll be effective in this Raiders offense. So, uh, yeah, that's one of the many guys that we were able to talk to in the Raiders locker room. So we'll get to, we'll get to him and others throughout the course of the show, in and out. And, of course, we want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187 keyword R&R of course there's going to be big questions throughout the course of the week on what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo he left the game at halftime uh, went to the hospital in an ambulance and from the sounds of it when we talked to coach McDaniels earlier today uh, in his words not mine they dodged a big bullet you know, so they dodged a big bullet. They thought it was a, a pretty bad injury that he suffered, and it sounds like it's not quite as bad. But just from the body language, I'm a big body language guy, and just kind of the tone in Coach McDaniel's voice, I would be pretty shocked if he plays this week. But, again, that's, that's, we don't know. We don't know that. They haven't ruled him out. And so, uh, so they, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to Coach McDaniel's, or not Coach McDaniel's, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo throughout the course of the week. If not, it'll be the Aiden O'Connell show or it'll be the the uh, Brian Hoyer show. So uh, one way or the other, somebody will be under center when they take on Chicago in Chicago coming up on Sunday with no Justin Fields. Doesn't look like Justin Fields. He hasn't been ruled out either, but no, no, it doesn't look good. Matt Lieberflus, their head coach, said is doubtful that he plays on Sunday against the, the Raiders. So most likely it's going to be a backup versus backup as far as I'm concerned coming up on Sunday, Raiders and Bears week seven so we'll all get to all that and we'll, of course we'll scatter shoot through your calls and your texts throughout the course of the show as well at 702-365-9200 don't be broke.com text line 69187 keyword r before we get into the opening drive let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200 let's talk to our guy raider x welcome to the show what's on your mind hey man love the win man love all your feedback and love all the information love those locker room insights and that's why i just wanted to call and just get your uh, your feedback on uh, your interview with Josh Jacobs, he made that statement when he was asked about, you know, Hoyer going in there, to rise to the occasion and stepping up, and especially after he got the booze and so forth, he answered with that long shot. And uh, one of the things that uh, Jacobs said was, you know, to see him doing that, got the defense to respect him back off the line a little bit and get some running lanes. You know, 
probably not verbatim, but uh, that's kind of what he yeah. alluded to. And I wanted to get your feedback because that really shows that they do understand. You know, it's all about, you know, tossing that ball, stretching the field a little bit and getting that arm out there. And it makes a difference when you have a quarterback that's going to stretch a little bit. And, then, and uh, you saw that, you know, the difference of what, you know, Oyer was bringing. And you also saw that uh, with the inexperienced, uh, you know, play, even though, you know, O'Connell, I think, has a lot more upside than, than Oyer. Right. But uh, you saw the same type of thing in uh, against the Chargers. So I just wanted to get your feedback. I appreciate everything you do, brother. And uh, go Raiders. Yeah, hey, great call, my man. Great call. Thanks so much. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that definitely in the opening drive. Matter of fact, Raider X, that was a great call and a great lead in. So let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury; it's about the recovery. All right, and here we go with the opening drive here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, going off of Raider X's question. Of course, I have a couple questions that I want to throw out there to you as well. You know I always like to bring a topic or two to the table. So the first one, how encouraged are you by the Raiders' team effort to get a W? It was led by the defense. I know last week not a lot of people wanted to give too much credit to the defense. I want to continue to give credit to the defense. They're getting it done, maybe not at the highest level, but right now, this is a funny little nugget from Josh DeBow from the AP, and you know that there's never anything too positive when it comes from him and the Raiders. The 131 points allowed in the first six games are the second fewest for the Raiders since the start of the 2002 season. They allowed 126 in the first six games of the 2017 season when they started 2-4. and four. And right now they're averaging 21.8 points per game given up. Last week it was 22.8, so it's shaved off a little bit. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Is it perfect? Hell no. Right? They're ranked 19th right now in the league as far as points per game allowed. But yards per game, and I know it's not all about yards, they're only giving up three, 315 and a half yards per game. That's ranked 11th. That's not too bad. That's nothing to shake a stick at. And I know, before you come yell at me and tell me, this, well, look at who they face. I get it. You face who's on your schedule. Simple as that. And it's going to get tougher. Right? I mean, Chicago, maybe not so much. But they got Detroit right after that. It's a really good team. Obviously. Even if I was late to the party. But you have to give them credit. You have to give them credit. If you don't give the defense credit for what they're doing now, that just means you don't want to. You're just refusing to give them credit. You've got to be able to give them some kind of props for what they're able to do and have them give themselves a, chan- a chance to win uh, at the end like they did on, uh, on Sunday when they got the safety uh, on, on uh, Mac Jones. That was, that, was, that was a big play that they needed at that moment, and that's how they came away with that victory. So, again, how encouraged are you by the Raiders team effort to get a W? Again, led by the defense, as far as I'm concerned. And the big question, if no Jimmy this week, who are you rolling with at quarterback and why? And look, we've been down this road before. We've been down this road before, right, when there had to be another quarterback step in against the Chargers. Week three, I went with Brian Hoyer. Everyone else went with Aiden O'Connell. It ended up being Aiden O'Connell, which was fine. Have nothing against the young man. Want him to go out there and succeed when, uh, when he gets a chance. I just didn't think it was a good time early in the season. And I think that after what we saw with Brian Hoyer, I mean, I would have rolled with Brian Hoyer anyway, again, for the same purposes if Jimmy can't go this week. I still think Brian Hoyer gives them the best chance to win right now, even though a lot of people want to see Aiden O'Connell. After everyone booed him when he went onto the field and then he went out there and, and performed to the best of his ability and didn't sink the ship, right, and still hit a deep ball like Raider X brought up, I think that, again, just my opinion, I think Brian Hoyer gives them the best chance. Now, with that being said, Coach McDaniels has told us that they could go with the rookie if they give him a week to prepare. And that's why they went with him against the Chargers. So 
There's no, I guess, no wrong answer. I just know what my right answer is to me. And, again, it's just only to me. It's exclusive to me. Right? Everyone and their mother can say that, you know, Brian Hoyer is not the right guy, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. But just from my two cents, where my money's worth, I'm rolling with Brian Hoyer. And hopefully Jimmy G doesn't have to be out too long. And maybe if he does, then at some point you turn, you turn it over to, to Aiden O'Connell. But if I take it a week by week, I'm, I'm going to go with Brian Hoyer this week. I reserve the right to make a decision following this week, but I, I, I go with Brian Hoyer this week. So those are the two questions that I have for you. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r How encouraged are you by the Raiders team effort to get a W, led by the defense? Now they're 3-3 three and three overall. And if no Jimmy this week, who are you rolling with that quarterback and why? So let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to Sacramento, California, talk to our guy, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Q, my brother. Thank you for taking my call on a uh, victory Monday. It feels good to roll two together. Um, it's, it's been a little bit of a while, man. I, I'm actually real encouraged. I, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I'm an old school Raider mentally. Uh, maybe not in age, but mentally. I love my defense to be the dominant part. I'm going to be honest. In this passing league, and I brought it up earlier too with JT, this is a passing league, an offensive league. That's all, um, you know, foreign for the offense to succeed. That's where everybody's putting their attention on. So when you've got a great defense, if you look across the league, all the good defenses, it's a lot of low-scoring games, yeah. right? Because yeah. your defense is going to keep you in the game. I'm okay with that. Like I told JT, if I, if I got to have one of my units that's very good and the other one's coming along, I want the very good to be defense. Because with defense – you usually take – if you got a good defense, you're taking out the strongest part of the other team. So I like that because in the offense, only got to be one point better than the, than the other team, right? So I'm very encouraged with this team. We all know about that. I know you're going to have plenty of callers that are calling. Why we don't use this person? We should be better. But all I see is W's at the end of the day, Q. And the defense so far has got us two in a row. I'm rocking with this defense. And on your second part – when it comes to who I'm rocking with, I'm, I, you're not alone. I'm saying Brian Hoyer. Because if they're coming with their backup, I like our chances with our backup. And once again, saying a very good defense. Now, you know, some people might say not very yet, just good, whatever. I see what I see. I see my boy Patrick Graham, a.k.a. Patty Nice, dialing it up on defense. <laughs> He's got playing with their hair on fire. So I'm going to rock with a good defense and an offense that's going to pick it up. You see Michael Mayer. One thing I see – and it is the quarterback play, we know. But I see how the, uh, the offense is getting peeled like an onion. You see more and more weapons introduced every week. This makes more the coach to have to plan for. So, like I said, I'm going with Brian Hoyer. I think he knows, the, uh, to be honest, he knows that playbook better than Jimmy G. I like that he can't right away and let that ball go deep. That's something that the, that the defensive coach has got to look for for this next week. And I think he's going to do just enough. When you got a good defense to get us the win, and I, I'm, I'm more sure about that. I like the rookie, but I don't want to tarnish him either. I want him to go through the maturation process and just take it the right way. So I appreciate you, and go Raiders. Hey, good call, good call. And, yeah, I, I like I like your breakdowns there. Really good stuff. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm rocking with Brian Hoyer. Uh, but it's uh, it could be a week-to-week case. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But, you know, for this upcoming week, if he has to go, I'm rocking with uh, I'm rocking with one Brian Hoyer. Uh, up next, my guy Vince in Northtown. Vince, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Dude, what do you do, baby? How we doing, man? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. It's Victory Monday. Everything's good when it's Victory Monday. <laughs> real, real quick, I, want, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I got to, man. Real talk, we didn't play the total of 23 games under this coaching uh, regime, and I mean Josh McDaniels, really. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this coaching uh, regime right here that we got? Like, What's your honest take on it? I think there's still a lot of questions. I don't think the questions have been answered yet, right? I mean, th- to be honest and, and fair, which I always will do, I don't think Coach McDaniels has proven that he's a hell of a head coach. I think he's proven that he's a hell of an offensive coordinator. But as a head coach, he still has some, you know, some questions to be answered. And, well, they can only do that with uh, games and wins. Okay. I, I could say I can agree. Me, I'm going to go a little more deeper. I think he's a cancer. I'm sorry. I'm happy that we got the win, but I ain't satisfied. Matter of fact, I'm glad that we got the win yesterday, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy. Um uh, I think what he is to the Raiders organization is what Chip Kelly was to uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And he broke up a pretty good Super Bowl team, caliber team. He comes here, he takes away Carr, he takes away Waller. Now I'm hearing rumors that Renfro might be gone. I don't want to see Renfro go. But he, like you said, he's supposed to be this superstar coach or offensive coordinator. I don't even see him as an offensive coordinator. I think he was riding Brady's and Belichick's coattails. Well, I mean, that's, he, that's, he, I mean, that's, yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, he's got the rings to prove it. So regardless who you want to give the credit to, he's still got the rings. So, I mean, that's, that's that. Understand. Understand me. I don't see it with this guy. And I just watched his pressure this morning. If that man says, you know, one more time, I'm going to lose it, Q. I'm sorry. <laughs> Real quick, speaking on our defense, hey, our defense is playing solid. Shout out, shout out to Patrick Graham. If there's one coach that's doing a damn thing, it's Patrick Graham. He getting them boys right, and them boys is playing better. Tell our defense can't get any worse than it was last year. And another thing about Jimmy G, this dude might as well—he ain't no Raider. He's not our quarterback. I ain't never seen somebody so damn brittle in my life, Q. If that was the case, where well, we got a second guess, where is he going to play this week? Is he going to play next week? Is he going to play this week? We might as well have kept Carr. And that goes back to McDaniels at the end of the day, getting rid of our QB. I would have been happy with Carr. Well, they're not too happy in New Orleans with them right now. Thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you. They're not too happy in New Orleans. If you've been reading any of the headlines or seeing anything on Twitter, they're not too thrilled with him. I, I saw one video where a dude was cussing him the whole way to the sidelines. So, and he was pretty angry, too. So I don't know what's going on. It's not my 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 – you know, that's not my coverage area. I don't have to worry about the Saints. I don't have to worry about what Carr's doing. But uh, we can't always, every time something bad goes back, well, we could have done this. Or we could. I get it. I get it. But it's, you know, it is what it is at this point. You, you got who you got, and you, you're either going to ride with them or ride with or not ride with them. The thing about Jimmy G, and I think we all realize this going in, he's not a long-term solution. He's just a short-term guy. Now, if that's one year, one year. If it's two years, it's two years. Whatever the case may be. And his availability issue has always been an issue. Something that I talked about till I was blue in the face here before they ever signed him. So a lot of people told me I was hating. A lot of people told me it was the 49ers system. They get all their quarterbacks hurt, Q. I mean, so we can't have it multiple ways, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's good one week and then it's not good another week. So, I mean, you either rock with him or you don't and, and, and see what happens. I'll, I'll rock with him. He's the Raiders quarterback. I want him to succeed. But, you know, he's, his availability has always been an issue. It's always going to be an issue, no matter what, no matter where he's playing. If he's playing... Uh, with the Raiders, or he's playing on the southern tip of Africa, he's always going to have availability issues. That's just who he is. Uh, let's go out to Raider 27, the LC. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, man. Hey, Q. It was great to see you yesterday. Yes, sir. First, yes. I didn't recognize you. Then I saw that wave and said, man, nobody got a wave that speed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> man, I tell you what, Max is a terrorizer, and our offensive line is just terrible. 
we we got pure problems with the offensive line. But you know what? I'm not going to complain too much, man. If a win is win, and it's mainly the Raider crowd. It was really loud for the Raiders. The Patriots yeah. had some fans there, but man, it was nice to have a Raider crowd. It was nice to win. So I just wanted to call and say hi. And it was nice of you to see me and check me out and wave at me. I really appreciate it, Q. Absolutely. Hey, appreciate you, Raider 27. Great stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it was nice to hear Raider Nation loud and proud in Allegiant Stadium. There was a lot of empty seats, but there was a, a, a ton of Raider representation. That was great to see. It was great to hear. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? I mean, we all know what Allegiant Stadium is. We know it's a destination location, but it, it's great when you see so much silver and black representing and, uh, and, and hear the crowd, like I said, loud and proud and uh, especially when they come off a of victory, the way that they ended it. I thought it was a great way that they salted it away with the safety at the end. Uh, Bilal Nichols and Max Crosby coming together on that one. I thought that was fantastic. It really gave uh, the fan base something to get fired up about. And I'll say this about the offensive line. I've been pretty tough on the offensive line. They didn't give up any sacks. They didn't give up any sacks. Now, the run, run blocking wasn't there, you know, but they didn't give up any sacks on, on Sunday. So that was, that was a positive step, I think. But uh, they still have a lot of work to do. There's no doubt about it. Thanks for the call. We definitely appreciate you. Got a couple texts that I wanted to get to real quick at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, Trey in Kansas City, we knew what Jimmy G was when they picked him up. Carr wasn't any better except for he was available, but neither is elite. There's no doubt about that. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up with a pretty lengthy one. Uh, Q&R, good afternoon, gentlemen, on this Victory Monday. I'll start off by saying my key to victory for Friday's show, which was just win, baby. A win is a win, and they're extremely hard to come by, as we all know. Mad props to our defense for showing up and causing havoc on Mac Jones. Our defense earned that win yesterday, um, and it feels great, Q. I think we got to roll with Hoyer if Jimmy can't go for Chicago. Let's see what he can do. Just my opinion. Like you mentioned early in the show, my big concern is our red zone offense. Having six opportunities is a must going forward, scoring touchdowns. I'm not mad because we won. That's the bottom line here. On another note, once again, in Vegas, always knows how to damage my liver. I had a fantastic time out in Vegas for the game yesterday. It was great to hang out and party with Raider Nation. Just landed back in the Bay and always look forward uh, coming back in December versus the Vikings. Next time, I hope to connect with both you and Ari for drinks and Rocky Road ice cream for Ari Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. That's it's pretty bad when Ari, that's all they say is that you're going to go and have ice cream with them. But, hey, there it is. But, no, I'm glad you had a good time, Sir Whiskey Ray. That's really good. And, yeah, that's, that's my big concern, man. I asked Coach McDaniels about the offense, uh, the, uh, the red zone offense as well earlier today. It's just it's got to get better. You know, you can't get, take six trips to the red zone and not be able to score. Matter of fact, I asked him about the, uh, what the disconnect is uh, in, the, in the red zone. He told me there was no disconnect. He broke it down, what, you know, what he felt was going on. And you'll hear from him a little later on the show. But, I don't know, man. You do really well between the 20s. You stack up a lot of yards. And on top of that, they had the ball for a long time, right? Their possessions were great. You have the ball for 10 minutes. That's fantastic. But you only get three points. It's like it's almost, it's almost like going in reverse, right? If you only end up with three on the, after a 10-minute drive, that's, that's a little deflating because then, boom, a big play, and all of a sudden you're losing. So that, to me, was the, was the one issue that, that I had with yesterday's game. Uh, loved the effort from the defense, but just hated the fact that uh, you could only get three points in the red zone more times than not. So uh, thank you so much for that uh, that text, Sir Whiskey Ray. I definitely appreciate you. And, uh, okay, here we go. Here's a text from Jason in Maryland. Let's get his in real quick. Let's pump the brakes on this very good defense. We are not playing good teams right now. If Devontae Parker catches that bomb, the conversation is a whole lot different. This offense is what it is. They will not win any shootouts when we play better teams. Jason in Maryland. Thank you for the text. Appreciate you as always, my man. It's not even about – good defense is that what you call very good defense look they're keeping them in games that's all i keep saying that's all i keep saying it's like one word here you want to debate with 
If you can't admit that the defense is keeping them in games and you just don't want to admit it, and, and that's okay. Just say that, right? The defense flat out won the game for them. It should have been a blowout. Should it not? Should it not have been a blowout? They had three, three and outs that they caused on the Patriots. They got the ball back on turnovers. They, were able, they did everything that you would ask them to do. And you're right. That, that one ball could have, would have, should have got caught. It wasn't. It went right in his hands. Should have caught it. He didn't. Okay, it happens. There's plenty of balls. DeAndre Carter should have caught a touchdown pass. He was wide open. Ball hit him square in the hands. What do you do? Tried to run before he caught it. Ball fell harmlessly to the ground. I mean, we could play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game all day if you want. But if you can't admit that being the 19th-ranked scoring defense and being the 11th-ranked yards defense isn't a step in the right direction from what we've seen for years on top of years, then you just don't want to admit it, and that's okay. Just say so. It'll, it'll save us time going back and forth on, on is he or is he not, or are they or are they not. Very good is not the words I'm using. Elite is not the good words I'm using. I'm using the defense is good enough to keep them in games and give them a chance to win. If I'm wrong about that, please tell me why. That's all I want to know. 2.24 is the time. We're at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. We're here every single Monday for Monday Night Football. Cowboys and Chargers will close out week six. My man Vice Raiders rolled in, so you know the party's about to go down. Of course, they have all kind of great things going on here at the Oyo, including the weekly slot tournament where you can win up to $1,000 in free slot play, the Wheel of Fortune slot zone. And that you I got to roll out every uh, Tuesday through Thursday, as a matter of fact, yeah, Tuesday through Thursday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. And like I said, you can get hooked up with $1,000. You can win that. Second price is $500. Third place is $250. But why come in second or third? That's just the first loser, right? Get that $1,000. That's, that's what you need to do. Go ahead and get that $1,000. But this is where it's at. This is the place to get hooked up with that $1,000 in free slot play. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We're here at the Oyo. And uh, you, all you got to do is come on by and stop by just like Vice Raider did. Say what's up. We got tickets. We got T-shirts. Oh, and we have these, uh, these Raider Nation Radio 920, those, uh, those bottle openers that I was talking about in great length on, uh, on Friday at Buffalo Wild Wings. We have some more of those, and those are, those are going fast, man. Everyone wants to get their hands on that. So come on by, and we'll get you hooked up with one of those as well. 2.26 is the time. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review-Journal joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Portasubs. Make sure you check out Portasubs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Kendrick Bourne, slow motion in the slot. Jones with pressure off the edge, and he's sacked up the middle. There was pressure from the corner, and he walked into the arms of John Jenkins, who has the sack. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. 
And here we are back at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night, and we're efforting Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review Journal. He'll ma- join us in a matter of seconds. Got a couple texts that I wanted to get to real quick. It's 69187, keyword R&R. From the 916 queue, the defense has been playing better over the last two weeks. In order for me to say that they could be the reason that we could win, they need to allow less points than we normally score, which is now 17. All right, well, that's a tough task. <laughs> that's a tough task. I mean, again, I understand what you're saying. But they're averaging, they're allowing 21 points right now. Just a, just a little under 22 points. They're allowing that. That should give you every chance to win games. Is they, I mean, they can't go out there and, well, I guess they can go out there and score because they did. Right? I mean, look, if you said, and I've said this, I mean, we, we've all said this. As, as fans of this team, we've said this for years. Just give me something middle of the pack, and they're going to win a lot of games. Unfortunately, the Raiders' offense isn't getting it done. You go to the red zone six times and you don't score, you only score one touchdown, you're not going to win a lot of games that way. That has nothing to do with the defense. So if now the goal is 17 points a game, I mean, they're going to do everything that they can to do that, and that's what they gave up yesterday was 17. Okay. So that, that's the new task before you give them credit. <laughs> right? After they, after they give up 17, they just say, all right, how about the defense now? No, but this. No, it, it seems like there's a yeah, but with everything that the defense does. It's just me. Lady Raider in the 559 said, we won yesterday, but barely. This type of offense ain't going to fly against the Jets, Dolphins, and Chargers. The play calling was horrendous. We could say or put in uh, Hoyer or put in Aiden O'Connell, but what's Adams going to say? The play calling needs to change. The defense is doing everything to keep us alive. That's Lady Raider in the 559. And, yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I don't know it. Devontae Adams has talked highly about Aiden O'Connell before, so maybe he's, you know, maybe he's – good with him maybe he's good with Devonta or uh, with uh, Brian Hoyer I don't I don't know I don't know the answer to that uh, but I thought Brian Hoyer looked pretty good yesterday in the limited time I mean obviously he was only in for a half a game but uh, I mean he, I thought he did some good things he stretched the field he took a deep shot immediately to to to, to trade uh, Tucker who to me looks like he's getting more and more attention and getting more and more time on task and time on the grass and so he's getting opportunities to go out there and uh, make it happen so yeah we'll see what happens this week I mean look Jimmy G has not been ruled out it's just from what it sounded like when Coach McDaniels was talking to us earlier today. It probably is not likely that he's going to play. And I don't think that that, you know, kind of takes – I don't think that's a shock to anybody. That's just kind of who Jimmy G is. I mean, we, we spent time on this show talking about how many, how many games do you expect him to play, right? That's like not the normal conversation of <laughs> how many games you expect him to play. You expect him to play all 17 and, and hopefully more if they earn more. But with Jimmy G, you know that there's a window of, okay, maybe he'll get 13 games in. Maybe he'll get 14 games in. It's unfortunate. But that's what it is. So uh, thank you, like I said, for that text. Definitely appreciate you as we're efforting uh, Ed Graney still. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get one more call in. Why don't we go out to uh, Raider Debater real quick? Oh, he's gone? Okay, cool. Never mind. Raider Debater is gone. That's okay. Uh, we'll get to a couple more texts in. Uh, this was from Poncho. It says, Q, uh, it's a two-part text. What up, Q's Poncho? I agree a win is a win, and we'll take it when it presents itself. Again, the defense came out and did what they had to do. I have nothing bad to say about the defense. Our offense came out firing right off the bat, and it looked real smooth with Mayer involved. Red zone was atrocious, and it was known on the first possession. I'm not understanding why they don't use Mayer in the red zone like they used Gronk back in New England. Again, a lot of unanswered questions, but I'll take the win all day. I'm expecting a win against the Bears and nothing less. If they regress, McDaniels is in trouble. So there you go. That's from Poncho. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my big complaint. Like I said, if I had any complaint about the game, and I don't want to complain about a win. I really don't because wins are hard to come by. We know that they're hard to come by in the NFL. Every coach and every player will tell you that, so I'm not going to poo-poo on that. But at the same time, you'd like to see them – put a team away and you'd like to see them put away a a team pretty early and I feel like that the defense set them up in really good position 
to go ahead and put New England, put them out of their misery early. And then you probably wouldn't even have seen any kind of fight from them. They would have, you know, just kind of caved, but the offense wasn't able to do it. You know, they go on multiple drives. You know, as I mentioned before, DeAndre Carter has an opportunity to walk into the end zone. He puts the ball on the ground. They settle for three. Then they get bailed out with the penalty. And they go and have three more plays in the, in the red zone and nothing. They have to kick a field goal, right? I mean, that's, that's troublesome. There was nine plays, nine plays that they ran inside the, inside the red zone and only got three points out of it. Nine plays. That's, that's a lot. So that's obviously something that's an area of concern that the team has to make sure that they address, something that Coach McDaniels and the rest of the team make sure that they address. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Uh, talk to our guy Murad, I believe is the name. Oh, just kidding. Murad, welcome to the show, Murad. It's Murad. No, oh, it is Murad. Boom, all rolled. All right, see? At least I knew. That's right. That's right. Sign me up, homeboy. Sign me up. <laughs> What's up, my man? What's on your mind? Or do you just want to tell me how to say your name? <laughs> A little bit of both. But, uh, there you go. Just wanted to, just wanted to chime in. Uh, I think the defense is doing pretty well. I like them growing. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but I feel like Tyree is really growing. Uh, like one of the first plays on the first drive, I saw him scream down the line and make a tackle for loss. I feel like he's been getting a little bit more involved, so that's it's a good sign. Another thing that's a good sign is I feel like there's been a lot of injuries to the defense, and Patrick Graham's still making it work with the guys that he has out there available to him. Um, I think that's a big point because last year felt like everyone looked confused or, you know, there was a lot of holes in the defense. I feel like they're holding up a lot better now. Um, obviously, they haven't played that many great offenses, so, I mean, we can't really grade them too, too harshly. You can't say that they're great, but you can only play who's on your schedule. So, I think with, with who they've played, they've done a really good job. Um, so, shout-out to Patrick Graham because I had zero faith in the man last year, won't lie. Um, the offense, uh, I think – Josh McDaniels is growing. It looks like he opened up the playbook a little bit. Um, I was kind of killing him because he, I felt like he didn't use enough motion. Uh, so we started finally using some motion. I noticed the last game and then the game before that. Um, I feel like he doesn't trust the O-line, so they're still kinda, that's kind of the reason. But it's still kind of um, concerning that we can't score in the, uh, in the, uh, in the red zone. Um, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, he has a lot of critics, but he has six rings, so I feel like he's spent enough time in the building with success that he knows what it looks like. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and also the fact that the whole line isn't, you know, I feel like he doesn't trust him all the way. But that, I feel like, uh, and also getting the tight end involved, that's another thing that looked positive. And to end, I feel like we need to go with our boy Hoyer. He showed a couple good things. At least he was willing to throw the deep ball. Um, and I feel like uh, that kind of opened things up for Josh a little bit. So I'd really like to see Hoyer and then just have O'Connell as a backup and let him grow into that. I feel like that eventually, the way the league goes, Hoyer's probably going to do something to either mess it up or, um, or to get himself hurt. And then it'll be O'Connell's time, and I feel like he might be the one that gets us out of this uh, dark time. So, yeah, go Raiders. Hey, good call, good call. And that's the thing. I mean, look, just because you pick Hoyer or O'Connell this week doesn't mean that you have to roll with them for – you know, multiple weeks. I think for Aiden O'Connell's sake, it would be better to get multiple games in. But until we actually know what's going on with Jimmy and the severity of it, and like I said, he might end up playing on Sunday for all we know, right? It ha- he hasn't been ruled out. Uh, I just think that Aiden O'Connell, for, for his sake, would be m- most benefited. And this is what I said, what, week three against the Chargers? If he could have multiple games back to back to back to play, right? If you just have him as one st- a start here and then a couple games off and then a start here and a couple games off, I feel like that stops his growth. 
A, a young guy like that needs as many at-bats as possible. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's, just, that's just what it is. The more reps you get, the more opportunity that you're going to have to grow and actually get comfortable in your role. So that's why, again, I go back to Brian Hoyer. I think he did just enough in the second half to help the team hold on to a victory. You know, obviously there's still a lot more work that they've got to do. So I would have no problem starting Hoyer on Sunday if Jimmy G can't go. And uh, you're going up against the Chicago Bears team that looks like that they're going to have their backup quarterback in as well. As uh, Matt LaFleur, the, the Bears head coach, said that, uh, you know, Justin Fields is doubtful and there's no timetable for his return. And it's going to be one of those. They're not giving him surgery. If he's surgery, it's going to be he'll be out for the season. But he's uh, he's they're not doing that. Not right now. It's all about, you know, can he grip the ball and your thumb? Think about that. You're trying to grip a football and your thumb is, is dislocated and jacked up like that's that's going to be a, a tall task. So most likely he probably won't play on Sunday. But until he's actually officially ruled out, it's just kind of speculation. At this point, I uh, got a couple more texts that we'll get to, and then we'll go into the Raiders locker room and get a Meek Robertson, a uh, guy that I had an opportunity to catch up with following the game. Uh, how about Raider Sean? He said, hey, Q, I'm glad we won, but you know what I think? We should really start considering starting Aiden if Jimmy can't go. He isn't going against Mac, and I feel like this should be his trial to possibly take over the starting quarterback moving forward. The defense is playing good enough to give me the confidence to be fine with that. Jimmy not throwing deep seriously hurts us, and I hope McDaniels knows that and acts on it. God bless, brother. That's from Raider Sean. And, yeah, he was asked about that earlier today, about the, the deep ball, and he's called a few, and he said that he thought that there was a few opportunities yesterday uh, to hit on some. You know, the, of course, the Raiders did hit on one with Hoyer to, to Trey Tucker, but he's, he acted like there was a few more uh, opportunities that were there that he called, and they just weren't executed. And that's the other thing. You can call any play that you want, but if they're not out there being executed, that's another thing. So, you know, I'm not inside the head of Jimmy G, so I don't know, as a matter of fact, what, uh, you know, what calls are being called, what's being executed, what level it's being executed at. I mean, we have no idea. So it's easy to just point the finger and say it's this person's fault, that person's fault. Uh, I think the, what, uh, uh, what we were saying earlier about the offensive line and, you know, and Josh Riddell's not really trusting the offensive line 100%. I think there's something to that, right? But to their credit yesterday, they didn't give up any sacks. They just didn't really open up any holes for Josh Jacobs to run through, and he still picked up 77 yards. But you'd like to see him get more production. I mean, he had 25 carries and 77 yards. So you'd like to see him get, you know, some, get a chance. I mean, so many times he's, you know, he's, he's dodging a guy or two in the backfield as soon as he gets the ball. There was one time, I can't remember what, what point of the game it was, but there was one where it looked like Jimmy G damn near handed it off to the, to the defender. I, I don't know. I was like, I don't even know how Josh Jacobs – got the ball like he was handed the ball that's how quickly there was a, a, a defender on top of him and so that was a, a a negative play at least at least three yard loss on that one and that happened multiple times throughout the course of the game so something with that offensive line needs to continue to to work and improve and get better and you know I know that there's no hall of fame tackles coming through the door and no hall of fame guards coming through the door anytime soon but something has got to give when it comes to that offensive line and, and them not opening up anything for Josh Jacobs uh, let's see. Got a text from Trey and KC. The defense is playing great. The offense is poor, to say the least. If anyone thought that Jimmy G was going to survive behind our offensive line when he couldn't stay healthy with the 49ers line blocking for him, they haven't been paying attention. That's Trey in Kansas City. And he said, let me say it that slow, he said the defense is playing great. I think the defense is playing good enough to keep him in games. But before we get that text, how dare you say the defense is playing great? Again, I'm just reading the text. I'm just a weatherman. I'm just telling you that the sun is shining outside, right? If it rains, it rains. But, look, the forecast says that the sun is, is out. That's <laughs> all. I guess so many people get so upset when you give the defense some props. Uh, this is from the 702. This is from Brazy in Vegas. Q, Josh Jacobs' blitz pickup pick is elite. 
He's making lots of big plays possible, and the D closing out the last two games has been great to witness. The D feels like it's getting better every game. Hopefully the offense can catch up. Then who knows what's possible this year. Go Raiders. It's Brazy in Vegas, and that's the thing. The offense has got to catch up, right? Devontae Adams has got to be involved. He's your best player. He's got to be involved. And I know it took Carr a little while last year to realize that even when he's covered, he's not covered. And sometimes you just got to give him a chance. And I don't think that that's clicking yet because he's just, you know, what do you have? Two targets? Two, two or three targets yesterday? That's not enough, right? I mean, he had two catches. I know that. He got lit up on, on one bad Jimmy G throw that was behind him, and he goes and puts his, gets his hands on the ball, and then as soon as he turns around, he's getting lit up by Jabril Peppers. That's not going to. That, that's not going to make anybody happy. And I'll tell you, I don't know. Devontae Adams always talks after the game. He didn't talk at all yesterday. We didn't even see him in the locker room. I never once saw him in the locker room. So, I mean, he, he one time last year he did that too where he got out of there really quickly. But for the most part, he's always there in the locker room. He's always willing to talk after the game. We caught up to a lot of people. I never once saw Devontae Adams. So uh, I did see him on the sideline with the Gatorade towel over his head. Uh, so I know he was probably pretty upset, and, and especially when you're getting lit up like like he got lit up by uh, Jabril Peppers. And this is not the first time that that's happened to him this year. Oh, he got five targets. So he got two catches on five targets. But that's just not enough. That's Devontae Adams, right? I mean, he's he's got he's to gotta be targeted. You've got to give him opportunities. I mean, you want to go down with your best guys getting their shots, right? That's, that's I mean, you've got, to, you've got to get 17 involved more than two catches. And I like what Michael Mayer brought to the table. I like what Jacoby Myers brought to the table. But uh, Devontae Adams should be up there five, six, seven catches a game too. Not, uh, not two catches. That's not going to get it done. And last week he had, what, four? So that's not going to get it done either. 2.45 is the time. I guess we didn't get Ed Graney, and that's okay. Maybe he'll join the show a little bit later on. That's okay. He's you know probably got something going on. He's, he's on the job. He's doing things all around town, covering all the different sports in town. So uh, maybe we'll get him at some point. If not, that's okay. We'll catch up with him on another day. But coming up next, uh, we'll get to some texts, we'll get to some calls, but I also want you to hear from Amik Robertson. I got a chance to catch up with him in the Raiders locker room following the game last night. You'll hear him next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Malik Cunningham is now in the game, takes the snap, fakes the give to Elliott, rolls out to his left, and there's Robertson along with Crosby. They read it perfectly to take him down at the 44. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. And we're here every single Monday night for Monday Night Football. Week 6 action gets underway in just a little bit and gets wrapped up with the Cowboys and the Chargers. A game that I think and I expect the Cowboys to win. Bounce back from that beating that they took from the hands of the 49ers. And if they do... And the Chargers all of a sudden are sitting there at 2-3, and three, and the Raiders look a lot better, even though at 3-3, three and three, uh, look a lot better in the AFC West division. Uh, you know, that, I think that would be a really big deal for the Raiders, and I know that the competition that they're playing right now is not great. I get it. This is the part of the schedule that a lot of people would call in the show and say, oh, this is the soft part of the schedule. They can stack some wins. Okay, cool. We'll stack them. Stack them, right, because it's going to get tough sooner rather than later. And when that schedule, you know, tightens up, then they're going to have their work cut out for them. But – you know, again, you're supposed to you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. You don't complain about them. You just go beat them, and then well, you put your best foot forward in the games that you see are going to be tough. And I'll tell you this about the games that are going to be tough. One, I did pretty good on my NFL picks this week. But with that being said, lost some games that I just thought there was no chance I was going to lose, right? Because, again, this, this league is so week to week, and a team could look so dominant one week and then all of a sudden look like trash the next week. I mean, even the Bills, who squeaked out a victory last night against the Giants, right? All of a sudden, they've been f- flying on some, some high horse, really, since week two, since they beat the, the Raiders. 
and they barely squeaked out a victory over the Giants. And some would say that, you know, they probably should have had another crack at it, the Giants, that is, from the one-yard line on a, on a pass interference call. I'm not that one, but it was a close game. The Browns beat the 49ers, who everyone and their mother said was the best team in football, and the only thing that's going to stop them is injury. Now, they did have a couple guys injured, like Christian McCaffrey and, and uh, Debo Samuel. Trent Williams got injured as well. Bounced back, but, I mean, the Browns beat them with their, what, third-string quarterback? <laughs> right? I mean, that's just... The, the, the league is so weird. The Eagles, they lose. They lose their game, right? And they didn't look very good at all while they were out there. Jalen Hurts looked like he really kind of went back down to earth a little bit. It's got to be concerning if you're an Eagle fan because, well, the offense hasn't clicked at all this year. You know, you want to talk about the Raiders' offense not clicking. The Eagles' offense hasn't really been clicking except for their run game. Their passing game has been pretty suspect. Their run game has been great. Passing game, not so much. Probably should have ran the ball a little bit more yesterday, and they might have had a had a win instead of a, an L. But, I mean, there's teams all across the league. I mentioned earlier the Saints are pretty angry. Saints fans, I've seen I don't know how many videos sent to me. Hey, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And I'm not, I'm not going investigating and looking for anything because I'm not the guy that's going to come on the show and start slandering another team's quarterback. But, man, you go on Twitter and put in Saints and see all the slander you hear about, about Derek Carr. And they're only, what, six games in? You know, and he's done some good things there, but they're pretty uh, they're pretty angry at him uh, as of right now. But that's kind of how it rolls. I mean, you know how it is in the NFL. So with that being said, Amik Robertson, you heard him with that sack on the way in from Jason Horowitz. He uh, he had just had a holding penalty. It was a it was a bad penalty. It was one of those that, you know, it was it was a suspect. So so call. Amik wasn't too happy about it in the locker room afterwards, but he came up with that big sack. He uh, he he decided to, to clear it. Not allow one play to beat him twice, you know, affect the next play. And, uh, and, and again, got to the quarterback, and I thought that that was pretty cool. So I had a quick chance uh, to catch up with him following the game in the Raiders locker room. Stacking wins, stacking wins, stacking wins, and the defense is creating turnovers. What are you seeing out there? Uh, guys trying to run the ball, you know, doing what we do, you know, at, at, a, at a practice, you know. So practice how you play. You know, we at practice always run the ball, and, you know, we did the same thing tonight in the uh, game. Does it feel like everything is starting to come together, like you said, what you're practicing, and, and now you're starting to see the, the benefits of it and the rewards? Yeah, uh, you know, Patrick Graham does a – Patrick Graham and the coaching staff does an amazing job, of, you know, uh, giving us the routine to always be around the ball, and, you know, we've came, came out with turnovers, you know, three games in a row, so we're yeah. just trying to stack those turnovers. You had an interception last week. You have a sack today. What is that like? Uh, you know, just doing my job, man. Just being a football player, I know I am. You know, whenever my number's called, just just be ready and, you know, continue making plays to help our team win. How good did it feel for the defense to finish it off again, second week in a row, this time Max in the end zone? Mm -hmm. Very good. You know, I mean, Max is Max. You know, he make plays every week. He does the same thing in practice, like I said before. Uh, you know, but getting this win and him be able to seal it, you know, that's something, you know, we kind of expected. You know, the D-line calls had it the whole night. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to focus. I mean, we got 24-hour rule, man, yeah. you know, celebrate this win and back to the drum board. No doubt. You take it one week at a time, but yeah. now you guys are 3-3. Three and three. How does yep. that feel, and, and what does that mean? Just giving us confidence, man, to go into the next next game. You know, we got the same 
same procedure, same job, next next game, you know, and, you know, we're going to come out even even better, come with some more energy, you know, it's a short, short week, you know, so we just got to attack it like we tackled to all night. How much did Raider Nation help you with as loud as they were, a couple false starts there by New England? Raider Nation is always, you know, loud, you know, they always come with energy each and every, <laughs> each and every night, you know, every, every game, we just trying to match, match the energy you know, yeah. as a, as a team, you know, we appreciate our fan base, we have one of the best fan bases in the whole world, you know, so we, we know they're going to come out with energy, you know, every other night. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, my man. Amik Roberts sitting right there in the Raiders locker room following the game. Of course, the Raiders come away with the 21-17 victory. He had a sack last week. He had the interception that sealed the deal. So Amik's getting a little bit more burn, and guys on the defensive side of things are feeling, feeling pretty good about themselves making plays with a lot of room to still grow. We got more calls and texts as we kick off hour number two of the show next. It's Raiders Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.